And welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic Extra podcast, your preview of the weekend ahead. I'm your host, Chris Gallagher, and I'm joined by Chris Armani. Good evening. Wearing a fancy Kraftwerk t shirt. I am. Computer love, am I right? Computer love, what is this? Two of the thrones. Um, I am joined by uh, the fantastic Louis McCaffrey, who's wearing a UFC. Um, t-shirt, you look yes. forward to Conor McGregor fighting the guy and all that, Nate. Guy, I'll be good. Crack, love all that. Looking forward to going home, I've been here all week. Uh, and um, <laughs> don't destroy the magic of it. Uh, and uh, Dermot Coyle wearing a, a lovely sort of checkered, checkered just, shirt. Just a shirt. Just but a shirt. Hello. Stop being an asshole. Just a shirt, girl. Uh, so look, we're looking, we're going to do a preview of uh the weekend's uh, upcoming fixtures. Uh, we're going to kind of start by look look at instead of looking forward, look back. Um, the first round of fixtures were up. We talked about the Celtic Livingston game uh, in the podcast on Tuesday, but Chris Amani just uh, kind of sum up of that game thoughts. Well, the Livingston game, yeah, a bit of a training exercise, ideal for Flag Day. Uh, folk get in, easy win. Marco Matarazzi done the half-time draw. Yeah, what the Super fuck was that about? Is he doing his badges or something like that? I don't know. See if he was doing his badges. It's part of that, doing the half-time draw. Yeah, his, son, his son was there as well, apparently. His two sons, eh? Um, I've no idea why, but hey, the more Italian World Cup winners we get at Celtic Park, the better, you know? Exactly. Uh, Louis, Can you sign him up? You, you, you kind of took... It's good that Eddie got off the mark in the first game of the season to get him really kicking <laughs> on in the league. Yep, he's... Um, He's been pretty delicious so far, he to has be been honest with you. Agreed, so, yeah. Um, yeah, the Livingston game, um, him and Cham looked looked fantastic, um, and you know they looked about half a Tam Rogic. Put if, if you put the two of them together, but they give you about <laughs> half of what Tam gives you. But um, yeah, Livingston game was was a good start to the to the season. Dermot, um, annoying that we didn't keep a clean sheet, but goal difference isn't going to be crucial, is it? Okay, and to be honest, I don't really even expect us to keep a clean sheet now. You know, uh, <laughs> against anyone. <laughs> I, I, seriously, I don't actually think it matters who we play. Um, so, just some of the other results. Uh, Hearts won. Uh, that's who are taking on this weekend. Hearts won four one Hamilton on the plastic pitch. Kilmarnock on the plastic pitch beat St Johnson two 0 um, and St Mirren beat Dundee two one. That was on the Saturday. On the Sunday, Aberdeen and Rangers drew. I actually want to get some kind of words and thoughts on that. Um, and Hibs, after their heroics in Greece, defeated uh, Motherwell three goals to nil with a John McGinn inspired performance. Um, just obviously, so Aberdeen are our biggest challengers and have been for the last uh, three seasons. They finished second. Um, McInnes, oh, I mean. Well, 
So Manny, what's your thoughts on this season in terms of who's going to challenge Celtic? Obviously money's been put into Rangers. Rangers have brought a, a, the Croatian left-back uh, for £2.5 million um, this week as well. You know, <clears throat> you can slag them off all you want, um, and we will. Um, but they are spending money. And I'm not talking about uh, our level of quality, but they are trying to... Uh, if nothing else, outspend everyone else and bring in a certain level of quality that other teams like Aberdeen can't. Um, are they actually spending money? Is this money getting paid up front? Well, or are they going to clubs that don't know and saying, ah, you know I mean, well, instalments starting, you know, March? Well, they're getting guys in, essentially, yeah. is, all, is all that really matters. Um, I, I'd be dubious, but... No, I would too, as would Andy Walker on TalkSport. So man, got a race mile there. Yeah. It just takes you back, doesn't it? To the old, good old days when they used to get people on tick and bump them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what are you think? Yelovich, did they not? Did they all? Was it Austria Vienna? The old yeah, yeah. Anyway, San Etienne were owed like a quarter of a million. It's weird when you read through the old list of creditors. Yeah, there, no, there was there was there was a few football players, but I mean, the, there's some there's someone else that they just sold. Oh, they, con- they got rid of uh, Cordoso's contract. They cancelled it out, and they're going to be paying for him for the next three years because they <laughs> they were paying in instalments. So even though they got rid of his contract, they stopped his contract, which they probably shouldn't have. They probably should have just played him. Um, I don't know, but anyway, who's going to challenge us this season? Essentially, um, I would ass- I, I would assume that Rangers would finish second purely because they. Are spending more than anybody else in the league now. They've outspent, you know, uh, teams before, um, so I could be wrong about that. Aberdeen. I mean, I know they equalised, but I think, largely speaking, they were they were poor. Now, to be fair to them, that was after Burnley. The, the Burnley game where that would have taken a lot out of them. The effort they put in, and then the body blow losing the goals. So you can't maybe maybe can't read too much into that. I didn't think either side showed a particular, <laughs> particularly much quality. Although I thought Rangers were better than Aberdeen, but again, first game of the season, um, we'll, we'll, we'll not look there. Hibs, again, it's very early. Hibs look really good. So I mean, people are talking about are Aberdeen or, or Rangers going to be the, the, their closest challengers, and people forgetting about Hibs now. If they lose McGinn, that you know. Oh, this is Friday, isn't it? So they might have already <laughs> lost McGinn. But you know, if they lose McGinn, then that might affect the amount of uh, the, you know the the influence he has in the team might affect how competent they're going to be over the season. But how they've looked in their European qualifiers and how they looked in the first game of the season, they look a really good outfit. My prediction might be that they could end up finishing. They could they could be the, the dark horses to finish second, um, but. If you're looking at it from a purely in, in, in terms of financial side, you know Rangers are spending. They'll probably add more players before the transfer window uh, closes. But so add, adding, a, adding a ton of players isn't great though. Just having a massive pot of players, I think that's something that Brendan Rodgers did relatively well when he first came in. He knew what he had. He knew that he only had to kind of supplement the squad um, with you know bringing in ten to twelve players. This has been mentioned many times. Bringing in ten to twelve players in one window and just expecting it to click. It's it rarely happens. It rarely works. The only thing is, it's it's yeah, a new it's manager bringing in his guys, and and it's almost it depends how many of them you know he plays and things like that. I mean, it's, it is too early to tell, right? Gerard could be 
could be an, an abject failure, do you know what I mean? We, we, we just don't know yet, but they're certainly making, you say they've signed a left-back for two, two million quid, they're certainly putting a bit of cash in behind them. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Louis? <laughs> yeah, one thing that kind of struck me um, <coughs> watching the Aberdeen Rangers game, personally I didn't think, I thought both of them were quite poor. I didn't think Rangers looked very good, to be honest with you. I know they were playing with 10 men. Did they look better than Aberdeen? Yeah, I'd say so, but I wouldn't really fully judge Aberdeen on that because of the Burnley game. Um, but the thing that struck me was their bench, the Rangers bench. The Rangers bench had, um, I think, three new players. So the, the boy from Roma... Uh, up yeah. front, Sadiq. Yes, Sadiq. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ijaria, the boy, the Liverpool boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that Ryan Kent again from Liverpool. Um, then you have Andy Halliday, Ross McCrory, Daniel Candias, and Jack Alnick, the the goalkeeper. Um, I don't. I, I, it didn't strike me as a very strong bench, and I know they've brought in twelve players, and it must have been about five start five six players new players started um i still don't think they're that strong no i i, I don't think that's a it's certainly not in my mind it's not a a squad good enough to beat us over you know the league games yeah I, I i can't see it but i think it, i think they'll give us more of a game in the derbies i i do i absolutely. do I, I think they'll give us more of a game dermot um do you think that gerard has hit the loony button quickly enough or should they have waited a little <laughs> bit with his kind of rant against uh, but the, the thing about the rant was he says this has been happening for years has he watched a fucking Rangers game in, uh, ever yeah. before this but I mean this was just classic wasn't it this was playing to the fans so he done everything right there you know um, a lot of them will be lapping up they're up, believing they're so hard done by uh Actually, I mean, the sending off, I mean, folk were saying it wasn't violent conduct. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he really connected with him, but I mean, he really did have a kick out at him. So, I mean, off the ball, you're always getting sent off for that. Um, I think Aberdeen are maybe in trouble if McKenna goes, because Aberdeen looked terrible. And I, I know we're talking about Burnley, but still, no, it's yeah. the start of the season. They were useless, and uh, Rangers had 10 men, you know. Um, I, I mean, I think Hearts and Hibs, both of them, are going to be right up there this year. Hibs are my uh, tip to finish third this this year. Um, I think, again, it's a funny situation where they've brought in maybe 12 players, um, but what they've done is, uh, th- utilising the League Cup format, they've bedded in a team. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they beat uh, Hamilton 4-1. They were dreadful in the first sort of uh, 25 minutes until they kind of jigged the system a little bit. They were essentially playing 4-2-2-2. They were playing the, the John Barnes sort of system. Two sitting midfielders, two wingers and two strikers. Uh, yeah. And it worked really well because they won 4-1. I don't know. I think that might have to do with the fact that Hamilton are useless. Jink Lafferty will stay. What do you think? I, th- I think they will. I think you will. I think that uh, Rangers aren't going to cough up the money. Yeah. Um, Pezu up front is an absolute unit of a boy he looks quick, he looks smart and I think he'll score a ton of goals and McLean's a wily old fox Um, that could actually end up being a really really good partnership Um, The the other thing um, is Steve Clark's first full season at Kilmarnock Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see 
where they finish. I think I think they'd certainly be pushing one to push the, the top three, which I could see them. If you're going to judge Aberdeen on that one game, which I think is unfair, you would have to think Kilmarnock will give them plenty of trouble. Is this the most exciting Premiership, Scottish Premiership season that we've went into? Absolutely. For, for a while. I'm excited, are you? I'm excited too. I think Scott. I think this is a great, great time for Scottish football. I, th- I really feel like this. I've I've felt it for the last couple of seasons. That it's getting better and better, but this it really seems to be kind of kicking off. Um, Hibs on the rise. Steve Clark at Kilmarnock. Rangers bringing in Stephen Gerrard. Uh, Aberdeen. Aberdeen are the only one where you think they're the. I think they're on the cycle. Trajectory, you know, I really do. Is on is on the way. Um, I, I th- okay. So just looking at the the Hearts game. So this is Celtic's first big domestic test of the season. It's only our second game of the season domestically. But Tynecastle away is always a tough game. They always raise their game against us. Tynecastle is a horrible place to play. Tight pitch. Uh, fans on their back. Always want to beat us, etc. Uh, what's your thoughts going into this game, Chris? It's going to be a tough game. Um. For the reasons you say, they seem as if they've, they've, they've looked they've looked good uh, in their first game. Um, pitch is tight, pitch is horrible. They've got guys there like Naismith and Lafferty who want to beat <laughs> us. Um, so yeah, it's going to be tough. Uh, we've got you know far more quality than they do if you look at it um, objectively. So I think we should have enough, but it depends what sort of game we have on. Uh, Against AEK, I think. A- a- in terms of how we feel. Just go, it's fine. You, you told me not to say that, that's why I said that. No, but it's going to be a tough one. It's the sort of game that, that you know, we could quite easily slip up, maybe maybe draw with them. Um, but we'll see. Um, I, st- I still think we'll, we'll have enough to win it, but it's not going to be easy. Obviously, Louis, that's uh, where we kind of... the domestic invincibles run kind of ended uh, that in the back of the players mind do you think anyway um, no probably not because we beat them comfortably after that uh, and like, I know obviously you know going to Tynecastle I think this is for me the hardest fixture of the the calendar going away to Hearts yeah I think it's a worse place to go than, than Petorji, um and Ibrooks because I think Petrogi kind of takes care of itself anyway, and when you go to Ibrox, you can at least play, and we can we can show off our quality. I think at Tynecastle, I think it's difficult, especially if they're they're just going to stifle us and, and make it a you know a kicking match. Um, but it's a difficult test, but you know that's why we're here. That's why we're here, okay. and and the fact that it's difficult, the fact that we can't just sit here and go, ah, oh, we'll win it, blah blah blah. That's a great thing for the league, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, this weekend, uh, so Celtic are at Tynecastle. It's a twelve thirty kickoff. It's on Sky or is it on BT or? Don't know. It's on both. one of them. It's on. It's on both. Uh, Aberdeen are at Dundee. Livingston and Kilmarnock. Uh, Rangers are playing St Mirren and Hibs are at St Johnston on the Sunday as well. So I mean, obviously, this Tynecastle, uh, the pitch. It's a new. There's a new stand. Uh, you know, hopefully it'll be a nice day and stuff. Uh, the way that Hibs, uh, sorry, Hearts lined up, as I say, it was a four-two-two-two. Uh, Naismith uh, and um, Morrison were the bo- both the wingers. Morrison's a, a young boy who's came through who looks quite interesting. Um, but the the one that's kind of staring at standing out is uh, Herring. 
the Austrian chap. Mm-hmm. Um, he got two goals. Uh, similar to Thomas Flogel, Dermot. Is he? He's Austrian. <laughs> He's Austrian. Yeah, so. he, he did the post-match interview. Hearing? On uh, sports scene, I. Did he? Yeah. I mean, they look quite good, but I think it's the... Who's the, the guy up front they got from England? Uh, uh, yeah, I can never pronounce his name. Ik, Ik Pezu? I, I mean, he looks absolutely solid. Yeah. I mean, he, that's where I fear for our defence a wee bit. I think, see, if you had him up against Henry and Ayer, I mean, he could really put himself about. And the last thing you want is someone like that when you've got your Naismith or even, God forbid, like Kyle Lafferty floating about as well. I mean, they could cause havoc if they wanted to. Do you think they'll bring Kyle Lafferty in for this game, Chris? Uh, let's hope so. He's such a <laughs> terrific talent. And, uh, we always give him a rousing reception. Um, Lafferty gave us a lot of problems last season. Yeah, um, he, he always seems to. Yeah. a peach of a goal. Yeah, it? so I think on the back of that, they probably will. Um, yeah, it's going to be tough. And, and, and when when si- strikers get physical against our centre-halves, it can really show them up. So... Yeah. Yeah, you know, you've got to be worried about it. I haven't seen uh, Ikpebu. Uh, is that his name? Ikpezu. Ikpezu. I haven't seen him, so I, I'm not sure in terms of that. But, you know, that, that's the one thing you can say on the sort of physicality up against uh, our, our back two. So, yeah, concerning, but I think we'll be we'll do enough. Yeah, because, I mean, if you look at Hearts, you know, that what we talked about um, in the last podcast about, you know, centre-half pairings, uh, in Berra and Suter, it's kind of the perfect, you get the mm-hmm. big beast and then you get the guy who actually comes out with the ball and can pick a pass. Um, it's literally the opposite of what we have. Um, again, we talk about just... Uh, uh, I mean, when we lost at Tynecastle, last season 4-1 do you think that was to do with as much to do with just fatigue and almost not wanting to lose but like at the point where we just can't do this anymore do you think it was just that or do you think they just outplayed us because or was it a mix of both I don't think the pitch helped if I remember the pitch was was abysmal was it not yeah well that's what that obviously the the Rogers came out as well after the the last kind of game I think I was saying that the pitch was going to grew too long and Craig, Craig Levine's turned into this sort of weird meme sort of character <laughs> where he's got like an evil genius he's like just got this awful pattern he's an absolute I think he's funny though oh, I, he's, he's playing up to a character yeah. he's a tit but do you know what I mean he's playing up to something um, but you know with that do you don't have any fear as you said you've got too much we've got too much quality um, Dermot, ha- then it's, I think it's difficult because as we spoke about Rangers earlier it's another team who've brought in so many players I mean you know you're not really going to know much about them you're, you're really going off that one game yeah you know, well, and, yeah, I, it, and I, I, it's I, difficult then to to really I, know what you're going to face I mean, it's still early days for the season isn't it so I don't think we've what I would say idea, what I would say is you know in the League Cup games um, and they played Inverness and beat Inverness five 0 When Inverness actually got off, have got off to a good season start start to the season, um, but in the Inverness game and in the game at the weekend they started really poorly. So for the first fifteen or twenty minutes, if, uh, essentially what I'm saying is if we come out of the traps and we are aggressive and we go for it, we could get if we get a couple of early goals. I mean we could actually end up going, you know running over the top of them because they are as a team as much as it is a a team that I think will improve throughout the season. They are still kind of young. There's a lot of new guys yep. in there, um, and so I think it will be interesting to see how we set up. Obviously, the big dangers are you know Naismith, uh, Herring in midfield, 
and you know the solid centre half pairing, uh, maybe a new sort of attacking partnership up front. But how would you line up? Would you just like, for example, would you go through the back of this game, Louis? No, probably four at back. Just to specifically, if we're up against two strikers, you want to go four, right? Yeah. So who would your four be? Um, Gamboa, Boyata, uh, <laughs> Henry, and um, Stuart Slater, Calvin Miller. Calvin Miller, lovely. No, that's um, that's obviously the worst possible four that we could pick. Um, Lustig, um, Boyata, because he's the greatest centre half that we have, and Ayer and Tierney. Um, one player I would like to see come in to the fold. Oh, he's looked at Dermot mm-hmm. there. He's giving him a wee eye there. Who? Because I know he'll agree with me. And if he doesn't, fair Fuck enough. him. <laughs> <laughs> Asi. Now, this man... We're, we're fucking about with his career here. And it's <laughs> to, be, to be honest with you... <laughs> we're paying him 10 grand a week to sit on the bench. <laughs> yeah, but but I wish that math career was fucked about... <laughs> He's the greatest and he's not getting to show it. And I think it just really bugs me the fact that we do this to players. But I, I would genuinely like to see him more involved. Um, and if Scott Scott Brown, obviously you're going to play Scott Brown a game with us. But remember, the who was it we played in Europe when Abui started? It was when he was good against the Russian. Yeah, Zenit yeah. St. Petersburg, he was excellent. But he was um, playing... He, was play- he wasn't playing in a Scott Brown role. He was kind of... No, 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 he was right, more advanced, you know? yeah. Bowdy said last week that um, Kwasi could be the replacement for Armstrong. Yeah. Which, yep. you know, if you go by the Zenit game, he was he was excellent playing in yeah. that sort of inside third um, I would, on the left-hand side. I would, like to see him, I would like to see him get a chance, personally. And, and I think he has an eye for a pass, but I think he's got... From what we've seen, he's more can be more defensive minded, but I think he, he he's quite happy again about it as well. And this is one thing I think you know. I tweeted about it on Tuesday. Um, Very proud of yourself for tweeting there <laughs> for <laughs> some weird reason. Um, you know, McGinn, yeah, brilliant. But one player that we've never replaced, and the type of player that I'd love to see again would be a Wanyama. And I'm not saying that Abu Kwasi is a Wanyama type player, but someone with that kind of physicality, someone who you just will not push off a ball, he will dominate. And we don't have that. Um, and Kwasi, I think, maybe a bit of a hothead, to be fair, in, in what we've seen in the past. But that's the type of player that I would like to see come to Celtic if possible um, but Abui Kouassi I think should be given a chance to show what he can do Damn it um, you know uh, just a wee curveball uh, no no it's not it's not a bad curveball as well it's quite interesting but let, let me let me kind of pose this point to you he would have broken into the team by now if he was in Rogers' long term plans I, I mean I wouldn't play him against Hearts to be honest with you <laughs> uh, I also don't think that he's He's nothing like a Wanyama. No, 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 no. I think when he has been played almost as if he can do Brown's role, that's when he has seemed really rash and yeah. hot-headed because I think he's like a fish out of water, whereas he seemed much more comfortable and suited to that kind of almost. We we had um, Alex Lawrence on the podcast last season who watches a lot of Russian yeah. football and Alex said he is uh, kind of almost uh, number 10. That's how he was playing in Russia. Um, I don't know why we have this idea that he's going to... Well, actually, to be fair, Roger said it, didn't he? Um, that he would kind of long-term replacement for Brown. Um, what do you think about um, Kowasi? Do you think he's got a chance? Or is he out the door? 
his his development's been kind of strange. I mean, see the 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 problem with him is the games he has come in. Apart from perhaps Zenit, I don't remember Masonda was good in that game as well. Yeah. So, um, apart from that, the the games he's come in, I think Dermot nailed in the head. He's looked really rash. He hasn't looked as if he's he's got the temperament um, to play in the brown role, if you will. So. You can see, you've seen flashes of quality. You've seen him, I can't remember who it was last season. He played a ph- phenomenal ball over the top and we scored. Um, a the game against Hearts. Was it the Hearts game? Yeah. Yeah, you know, you've seen performances for him and you go, you look you look great, you look really composed. Other occasions you've thought, no, you look as if you're, you know, you're, you're a wee bit rash. So it's strange. I mean, in this instance, I, I, I kind of tend to trust Rodgers. You wouldn't t- trust him with a defence, but in terms <laughs> in terms of whether the guy's got enough to 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 play their midfield, you tend I, I tend to trust his judgment on it, and he hasn't he hasn't gone to him on several occasions. Yeah. So I've just I've kind of resigned myself to the fact he's not going to make it with us, and I'd like to be proven wrong, but I I just get that impression. I think McGregor's come on so much that actually when Rodgers was maybe first getting Kouassi, McGregor hadn't really shown what he's shown, shown, what yeah. he shown recently Perhaps. and McGregor really, it's just given him a headache yeah. um, and it's a good headache to have aye. another um, thing about maybe being Armstrong's replacement, he's tied to sell blonde mm, which I'm t- personally a, a massive fan of can, can I ask you this question uh, in terms of looking at the Hearts game Obviously, Dembele and Edouard were playing. You know, Dembele was your kind of number nine focus, and Edouard was playing a little bit. You know, a little bit deeper, but essentially still part of a of, of a two. Uh, would you be? Would you maybe look toward maybe not even the Hearts game? Oh, maybe no. Griffiths and no. Edouard. Aye, I think you can have to. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think I was going to say? No, uh, I was just trying to build it up. All right. Um, what, do, what do you think? Well, like Griffiths and Edward, do you think they could form a partnership? Um, Dembele's out for another couple of weeks. Um, Dembele's your first name in your team sheet when he's fit. Let's be honest. Edward is looking so irreplaceable. You mean the Dembele target man type figure. So, so Dembele, Dembele's your your target, and Edward's running off him. Aye, but if Dembele's not there, I Edward don't know, becomes I, I, a target, and Lee Griffiths becomes your Edward. Then, yeah, essentially, do you think that would that could work? Do you think he would try and do that if he's willing to try and play a two with Edward and Dembele? Is that just to get to to put that quality in there, and he wouldn't do it with any two other strikers, or do you think it's a system he's looking at, thinking, well, maybe two is better than one? Griffiths has never looked, really looked comfortable as part of a two with the strikers we've paired them with. Dembele and Edward looked as if they were on a, a bit more of each other's wavelength. Same wavelength, uh, yeah. Don't know whether that's the, the relationship they have with each other, the language. We pals they, they both uh, buddies. They both speak French. Um, but yeah, we'll, I've never, I've never really been a fan of Dembele and Griffiths playing up front together. But you know, give it a shot. See if, see if, if, if Edward and Griffiths do. Just uh, on a, a pure hunch, I don't think it will. I just, I just get the feeling that. They don't look as if they would link well together, but you know, give it a try and see. Yeah, I think if, if you know Griffiths came on against uh, Livingston and he looked, he did look up for it. He looked like he wanted to, you know, impress. He almost scored. He almost he scored. Lucky. He's got a he's, better finish. I think. I think he he probably feels he's got a point to prove with Edward yeah. being there and now the the kind of main man essentially. Uh, just looking at the Hearts and Celtic game, I'm looking for a prediction. Uh, Dermot Coyle 3-0 Celtic 3-0 lovely yep. um, goal scorers 
it's going to be a hat trick for a French Eddie. Oof, my it's going to run right. Jesus. Yep. Louis, thoughts? Holy shit. He's on fire. Wait and see. Well, 1 um, 1. I think we're going to. I think it'll be a draw. Okay, uh, blue scorer? Uh, Thomas. Thomas. Is he going to be your goal scorer for, <laughs> for the rest of the season? Maybe. Uh, Chris? Hearts. 1. I love when he does this. It's the best. Celtic. Two. That's not that impressive. <laughs> uh, who, who's your goal scorers? Um. <laughs> Pat Roberts. Pat Roberts will get him in, and he'll come in and he'll score. Aye. No. Um. Goal scorers: James Forrest and Scott Sinclair. <sighs> Scotty Sinclair uh, I think myself I think it'll be 4-1 um, I think we'll go Confident them too drugs He's going for a laugh at the hat trick uh, No 4-1 to Celtic <laughs> Fucking sucker uh, No I think Celtic will As I say Hearts haven't been starting well I think we're going to come Right out of the, the traps And uh, Yeah I, I, th- I can see I've, I've Two goals up at half time Two goals in the first half, two goals in the second half. Uh, it'll be 4 0 to Celtic. They'll score a shitty deflected goal. And uh, yeah, we'll put the put them to bed. Uh, yep, yeah, terrific stuff, guys. Uh, Dermot Coyle. Cheers. Louis McCaffrey. Thanking you kindly. Chris Armani. Pleasure. I'm Chris Gallagher. We are the 90 Minute Cynic. And we'll speak to you down the road. Mm-hmm.